Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I walk a straight line, shackled and chained. Welcome back to Bloody Angola, a podcast 142 years in the making. Complete story of America's bloodiest prison. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And look, it is just because it is holiday time does not mean we can't bring you the best of Bloody Angola, right? That's that's right. So we've got a little special uh, episode today that we're dropping for you. And look, our top episode of 2023 was C murders uh, episode that we did covering, you know, his crimes and, and the sentencing and all that sort of stuff that he was convicted of. And it, it was on fire and still remains on fire, but there's been a lot that has taken place in that case uh, since we covered it. And we're going to cover a couple of the updates on that case. And then after uh, we tell you about these updates, we're going to play a special edition of that actual release. So right. I've done some things to it to juice it up a little bit, right. and it will be following these updates. But uh, but we'll go ahead and get into it. One of the updates uh, that we had, you know, recently, we told you about Kim Kardashian and how right. she was a, a big supporter of. Uh, see murder and and uh, fighting for his release. So the brother of the person that see murder actually was convicted of murdering uh, came out and spoke on this on a podcast. His name is George Thomas. He's the brother of deceased murder victim Steve, Steve Thomas. Thomas yeah. He was 16, right? 16. And and uh, he appeared on a podcast called Boss Talk 101 to air his grievances, he basically called uh, Kardashian's defense of the rapper a slap in the face. He suggested that the reality TV star was unaware of all the details regarding Thomas's murder and blamed the efforts to overturn C. Murder's conviction on forcing a family to relive their tra- traumatic loss. Uh, it's a high-profile case, so you jumped on the case without reading all the facts, Thomas said in a reference to Kardashian. Had you done the research, you would say, hey, I'm not getting in this case. And then my family can't properly mourn because every year, whether it's BT or whether it's something on YouTube, right. there's something something else coming forward. It's, it's always he's innocent. He was railroaded. Thomas's comments came weeks after Kardashian shared an update on the appellate case 
In the letter, she criticized investigating officers, including the local sheriff, and accused them of negligence. Look, one thing I, I'm going to say on that, Kim Kardashian knows nothing about law enforcement. Okay, So that's, <laughs> you, you know, her accusing anybody of anything is absolutely ridiculous when it comes to law enforcement. She's not what I would call an expert. She's someone with an opinion. Right. And I'm not hating on Kim Kardashian, yep. but... You, you know, stay in your lane, right. I guess, as yeah. they'd say. So there is no remaining evidence that even suggests that Corey Miller is any more culpable than hundreds of other patrons. This was what she was writing at the time. Um, well, so, uh, you know, he came out and, and understandably so. I mean, this is the victim's brother right. and, and he's pet. He was pissed about right. this. But in all of this time uh, between the time that we recorded and now, we just had the ruling come in from the judge on C Murder's appeal and what he's going to tell you about that. Yeah, so y'all, you know, everybody, unless they plea bargain uh, for time in prison, then you're automatically going to get appeals if you are smart enough to file in a timely order and all that shit. But so the appeals process happened, right, for C Murder. But a federal judge has upheld C Murder's conviction. On Wednesday, November 29th, U.S. District Judge Sarah S. Vance has rejected C. Murder's habeas petition. The rapper, known as uh, Corey Miller, and his attorney looked to overturn the 2009 conviction, finding him guilty of shooting and killing Steve Thomas. Thomas, 16, was at New Orleans Platinum Club when he was murdered. There were two witnesses to the killing, Darnell and Kenneth Jordan, who offered a testimony to the incident. They recalled seeing the No Limit artist take Thomas' life at the nightclub. C. Murder would then be sentenced to life in prison in 2009. However, in 2018, the two men recanted their testimonies and claimed the law enforcement coerced them into line to convict Miller. On November 13th, Judge Vance addressed Darnell and Kenneth George's recantations. She stated that the retracted statements were suspect and not reliable. The state trial court found contradictions and falsities in both Darnell's and Kenneth's affidavits, which led to the court to conclude that the affidavits were not credible and unreliable to serve as proof. The judge's decision reads, Miller's attorney, Jane Hogan, released a statement to the outlet she appealed the decision to the Fifth Circuit Court and asserted that she remained optimistic that he would have his chance at innocence. While I am disappointed that Mr. Miller has yet again been denied a day in court, this ruling will be appealed. Mr. Uh, Mr. Miller also has pending court state petition alleging factual innocence, and I am optimistic that at some point he will be granted a hearing on his substantial claim of Innocence. Hmm. Yeah, that's what the lawyer said. You know what she saying that? Cause she'd be getting paid by the hour. <laughs> and and she <laughs> really got money coming in. That's and that's this what lawyers do. And unfortunately, nobody needs a lawyer for anything that's good. So essentially, his his sentence was affirmed. Yeah, affirming that. Like, mm, yeah, they looked you, over the evidence and said, here. we don't see anything here that, that would overturn right. it. And then, you know, the and, and you're going to hear in this episode, you hear all about this witness testimony and everything else. So this is not the first time people come out in high-profile cases years later and change their stories. And that's they try to get a new trial based off of saying, that, oh, the police coerced. Well, you know, I was a cop for a long time, and I didn't have to coerce anyone. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I to get the juice out of him and get 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 a confession, but I didn't, you know, I didn't threaten them with their lives or whatever, do whatever. Those cops weren't about that. They were about solving this crime. Right. A sixteen year old kid that got killed. Especially one this high profile. Exactly. I mean per, you know, exactly. uh see murder was was very well known and, and I promise you every police officer that investigated that case knew they better cross every T and dot every I because he had the money to basically hire a lawyer that would oh, yeah. find one screw right. up. Oh, yeah, and they're going to do it. And that's how it, they throw whatever bullshit against the wall and hope it sticks and hope some appellate judge will grant him a trial and whatever. That's whatever, right. Whatever. And look, we, Woody wasn't there. I wasn't there. Nope, I don't so know all we can happened. go off of is, yeah. is what the, the jury the, decided. And that's I all mean, a matter of public record. It's all I mean, a matter of public We didn't decide record. it. Nope. And we didn't kill Stephen Thomas. Nope. So, so wasn't at the Platinum Club. That's right. Wasn't right. there. 
So uh, anyway, uh, here really, it is. Here's, here's the the number one episode of 2023. Before we do that, yep. I want to say Happy New Year yes. to all you Bloody Angola fans. We love y'all. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for making us the number one history podcast in the world this year. Number one. Choice, number one because of y'all. Thank you, Patreon members. Want you, I mean, show wouldn't run without you. Uh, we lock up bonus episodes and everything else, and we just love y'all and, and appreciate you so much. If, you, if you can't be a patron member, we love you just as much. That's but right. if you do want to become one, go to patreon.com, type in bloody Angola. And we'll pop up. We'll pop up. Right there. And uh, and look, we got some stuff for this was our fifth season for season right. six. Crazy. We have some really good ones for y'all right, that we're diving into. So right, look forward to that in 2024. And here it is right here. Uh, the number one episode of 2023 was C-Murder. Happy New Year's. I walk a straight line, shackled and chained. Oh, gruesome Gertie is calling my name. There is no mercy in this penitentiary. Just ask the Hillstring Gang, Rango. Welcome to this edition of Bloody Angola, a podcast 142 years in the making. The complete story of America's bloodiest prison. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And we got, uh, look, we've gotten more requests off this really in the past couple of months than, than we've ever had. Right. It's a really, really interesting case. Um, actually born out of Louisiana, but known worldwide. Global. And we're going to tie it into Bloody Angola, but let's tell you about the case first. So, y'all, today we're going to be talking about Corey Miller, also known as C-Murder, and he was a famous Deep South rapper. Corey was part of No Limit Records, and his brothers include the founder of No Limit and rapper Percy Miller, known as Master P, and Vyshawn Miller, known as Silk, the Shaka, <laughs> and his nephew, Romeo Miller, known as Lil Romeo. Before we tell you the full story regarding C-Murder, we have to tell you where he came from, right? He was born and raised in the very rough Third Ward Calliope Projects of New Orleans. His oldest brother, Percy, known as Master P, was a basketball star in high school and received a basketball scholarship to play for the University of Houston. However, Percy dropped out months into his freshman year and transferred to Merritt College in Oakland, California to major in business. After the death of his grandfather, Percy inherited $10,000 as part of a malpractice settlement and opened up a record store called No Limit Records. That's right. And in 1990, his older brother Percy released his first cassette tape. Yep, cassette, cassette. tapes I back then, y'all. It was called Mind of a Psychopath, and in that same year, he became Master P. Master P. Now, that same year, Corey, Corey's brother Kevin was killed in New Orleans, and Master P, he kind of used that as motivation to get his record label off the ground right. and get his family out of the New Orleans projects. Where they were from, y'all, in the third world, the, the Calipi projects, very, very tough, tough neighborhood. Right. Let there. me tell you about this real quick. Let me interject. 
So in the prison system in Angola or DCI, wherever you're at, the all the um, convicts will refer to the uh, some that someone asks and say, "Where are you from?" The city. Well, the city means you on. Then they automatically say what ward. So the New Orleans is broken down into wards, most famously known Ninth. for the Ninth Ward. But all, each ward had its own project. Now that's not a, a derogatory term. It, back then, before Katrina, you could, literally couldn't go two blocks in any direction, even if you were on St. Charles in the richest neighborhood, and you hit where a pro- Mike lives, right? Where Mike Agavino <laughs> lives, and if you hit a projects, and these were big high rise. Um, buildings that the government used for low um, income housing, and they had their own police force, even though they're part of the NOPD. But they wouldn't even go in there, uh, a shots fire call, unless they had two or more units. That's I mean, right. It was rough. Yeah, it was yeah. rough. And uh, so, obviously, the oldest brother Percy, known as Master P, it was his goal to get his family out of the out of the ghettos of New Orleans and. It was kind of from this start that No Limit Records became a full-blown empire. Master P, in particular, became a beast in the way of business investments. Yes, with, he did. I mean, just about everything this guy touched turned into goals. Right. He, he was no idiot at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Limit invested in all kinds of successful ventures. They had an energy drink company, a sports management company, a publishing company, fast food companies, and No Limit Enterprises became so successful, in fact, that in 1998 alone, the company grossed $110 million. That's a lot of duckies. That is right. a lot. And homegrown, right? Yep. And so Corey Miller was growing y'all at this time as a rapper, and his rap name was C Murder. And I know y'all have heard of that. Corey was at the top of his game, and yeah, you know, he had been the focal point of No Limit Records, and he was one of the wealthiest and most popular artists on the label until February 12, 2002, when a Jefferson Parish grand jury indicted him for the murder of 16-year-old Steve Thomas in the New Orleans nightclub. In the early morning hours of January 12, 2002, Deputy Brian Singleton received a call to respond to a shooting at the Platinum Club in Harvard, Louisiana, y'all, which is a suburb of New Orleans. When he arrived, Officer Singleton observed a large crowd of over 100 people screaming and running out the door of the club in a hectic state. As he made his way through the crowd, he observed over 100 to 150 people still inside. It was at this time he saw the victim, later identified as a 16-year-old Steve Thomas, lying on his back, suffering a single gunshot wound to his chest. Deputy Singleton leaned down and tried to speak to the victim, but the victim was unresponsive in the deputy radio for medical assistance. Now, other deputies, they started to arrive, and Deputy Singleton then requested that all the doors be locked and all the officers start canvassing the club they were going to get statements right right it's crime scene active crime scene active crime scene so darnell jordan he worked security at the club that night and he stated that a fight broke out between the pool table and the dance floor and 15 to 20 people were beating down the victim he said the victim was lying on his back and kind of trying to cover himself up turtling as we call it right he was getting kicked and punched, and that is when he kind of ran in and he tried to break up the right. fight. He said he grabbed C. Murder and told him, hey, man, chill out. That's right. And C. Murder responded, all right. He then said he heard a gunshot. He also stated he never saw C. Murder kick or punch the victim, but he was about a foot away when C. Murder reached his hand into the pile of people, and the next thing he knew, he saw a flash at the end of it. In the 911 call, it's important to mention that Darnell never mentioned knowing who the shooter right. was. And it's also important to mention that his story has changed many times regarding right. the identity of the shooter. Right, which makes his testimony not worth a shit. But Denise Williams, um, who was also interviewed that night and said that the shooter was an individual named Derek Taylor. So Detective Donald 
Clogger, who had been handed the lead in the case, stated that he could tell she was not being truthful, and later she admitted to having lied. She stated it was because she was fearful for her own safety, although she never identified C. Murder as a shooter. Corey Miller agreed to give a statement but was not willing to offer a recorded statement. He said he was, in fact, at the Platinum Club the night of the shooting, and he was talking to the DJ when he heard the shot and was pushed out of the club at that point by an unknown individual. One of the key points, y'all, is that the detectives made note of during the question was that he asked about specific facts of the investigation, inquired as to if, if witnesses were cooperating and was fishing to find out who they were. The detectives believed he was asking all these questions so that he could ascertain anyone who was cooperating with police to make threats upon them if they talk. Now they're talking about C-Murder, y'all. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, and what do you've you've interrogated, uh, you know, countless amounts of right. in, individuals. Is that something that would raise a flag with you if they were yeah, like, yeah, asking you? Y'all, it, it's that's almost like people coming back to revisit the crime scene to watch or whatever and interject themselves in, in, in the investigation. The the fact that he's coming back in and he's like, who who's talking? Who's talking? Yeah, y'all got like, any information like, on the case? Yeah, who's talking? Right and and yeah, that, that definitely throw a right red flag. Almost showing too much interest right, in, right. in what's going on. So Kenneth Jordan was also a witness at the club that night. Now he stated that the celebs they get to skip the line, and that although a metal wand is used for weapons checks, right. y'all have all seen that yep. the airport or whatever they they scan you up and down with that metal wand. He stated they don't really do that for celebrities, of which C. Murder was one. And at mm-hmm. this time, y'all, he was, it, he was big. Right, yeah, he, right. you know, he was he was uh, killing it everywhere, everything he touched. So uh, no he no he didn't intended. get searched. Yeah, yeah, no pun intended. He stated there was a rap contest that night, and the victim was in the contest. He said after the victim got off the stage. Someone in a CP3 hoodie ran up and attacked the victim. And y'all, let me tell you about CP3. So CP3 stands for the Calipi Projects. It's basically CP and then three is for third ward, which is what Hood C. Murder grew up in. So Kenneth Jordan continued to say that the victim was fighting for his life when he got jumped by six or seven people and that C-Murder was not throwing punches and just watching the fight. He said once the fight was over, Corey Miller stood over the victim and shot him once in the chest. Now, it's important to note that this entire statement by Kenneth Jordan took place about a year after the murder. The case was brought up to Kenneth Jordan when he was in a another case as a material witness involving the death of his baby. He said he did not initially speak to police because he feared for his life. Yeah, that's, you know. Mm. Uh, a year later. Yeah. Right, right. So on February 28th of 2002, C. Murder was indicted, y'all, for the, uh, for the murder of Steve Thomas. And in September of 2003, he was convicted. However, in 2006, the Supreme Court overturned his conviction and Corey Miller was granted a new trial based on the claim that prosecutors improperly withheld criminal background information on three of their witnesses. The defense, who was not made aware of the criminal records of the witnesses, stated they would have attacked the credibility of those witnesses if the information had been turned over. Mm. Well, that's Brady, y'all. That's everybody, you know. You got to turn it over. You know, I, I do wonder, though, Woody, you would have thought a, a defense attorney, when they see a witness list, they, they, would, they would just yeah. run a background. Yeah, but, but, but they don't have to because under the Brady law, everything the prosecutor has in their file, they have to give it to them. Okay. So they would have known those, the, 
the criminal records would have been in the file, but guess what? Somebody pulled them out. I and, got and, you. And they sent it over. So that's why. Technicality. So that's why um, it was turned over. So the state of Louisiana decides in 2009 to give it another shot, right? And they set a trial date for August of 2009. And this is where things get stupid crazy. Just three weeks from the trial, they, a friend of C. Murder's name, Juan Flowers, comes out and says that he killed Steve Thomas. Hmm. The questionable thing, really, was his confession, or with this confession, was Juan Flowers was already serving a life sentence in jail by this point, and it's not uncommon for lifers to try to admit to other killings to save their friends. And believe it or not, the other issue is that he changed and recanted that confession several times after that, right? So the trial moves forward, and on August the 10th, 2009, Corey Miller, C. Murder, is convicted again and sentenced to life with no parole in bloody Angola. Wow, and and look, that confession by Juan Flowers, that's something that uh, the attorneys for C. Murder and uh, and those that are fighting for his release, that's something they bring up. The issue with that is this guy really had nothing to lose. He right. was going to be he was going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Regardless. He's going to die in prison. Yeah, he, he was and, a friend of his. And if he can get see murder, this famous rapper off and his friend, by, right, and his friend, that and get him off by saying, "Hey, you know what? I did it." Yeah, he'd right. get favors in jail right. for the rest yeah, of his life, absolutely. right? His I mean, family would have been taken care of and everything else. Yeah, so uh, he did come out after making that statement and and basically recanted the whole thing and said, you know, I didn't kill him. Right. So, uh, see murder in in bloody Angola, and so two weeks after he was sentenced, guess what? He gets an additional ten years added to his sentence for a court case involving the attempting. Attempted killing of two people in a Baton Rouge nightclub in 2001, y'all. And I remember this vividly. Now, Miller was in Club Rags. That was a a club in Baton Rouge, which was very, very popular. Hot spot. Hot spot. He got in an argument with security after refusing to allow them to search him. He yanks a gun, pulls the trigger on a bouncer and the nightclub owner. And guess what? Gun jams. Gun jams. Thank God! Thank God for for that. But he's probably glad that it jammed too because right. uh, he didn't get charged with murder right there. This was all captured on camera. Right. Uh, one of the bullets actually ejected after the jam. Right, that's how close it was to yeah. going off. So you know that he actually pulled the trigger if one of the bullets ejected. Right. Right. It just didn't fire. Right? That's right. Uh, so it's really important to mention that he was free on bond. With that case, when the case with the nightclub incident involving the killing of Steve Thomas took place. That's huge. That's crazy. You can't keep, you know know what, stay out of the bars at that point. You're already in trouble, and you go out, and this happens. So time marches on, and Steve Murder, he's kind of working through this appeals process, which it pretty much gets exhausted in 2014. Then in 2018, Kenneth Jordan, you remember those two Jordans I told right. you about, which incidentally, they're not related. Kenneth Jordan, one of the prosecution's star witnesses, comes out and states he was pressured to finger Miller for the killing or face a 10-year sentence for another crime he was involved in. Then, the very next month, the prosecution's other star witness, Darnell Jordan, recanted his statement, stating he was detained and locked in a hotel room by police who pressured him to testify against Miller. And y'all, uh, as I said, they're, these these guys are not related. They just share the same last name. That's crazy. And so I'm going to interject a little bit of personal knowledge about C. Miller. I mean, C. Murder, Corey Miller, y'all. So he's up at Angola. He's yeah. doing his time. Now, he's famous. And and. Like they said, he's doing his time. Whether he could have told who the actual shooter was, if he wasn't or whatever, he's living by the street cozy and he's saying dick. But he's he's doing his time, not letting his time do him. Now, my mother-in-law was the head of security for the visitation room at Bloody Angola. Okay. okay? So 
guess who is very popular to be visited? Corey Miller. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you, I talked to her, my wife talked about it, and I listened last night because I remember her telling me about C murder back in the day when you brought the story up. I said, call her and ask her anything that she could tell us about. It. All right. Yeah. So, what she said, what she said, she said he was very tall. She said maybe six six, and I get I think he listed like at six, six four. four. Yeah. yeah, but this is her memory. She said he he was skinny, not real muscular, um, but that he it showed that he worked out some in prison yeah. muscle, right? But he was still skinny. She said, but said he was very nice, and um, he liked you. He was super polite to you, and he liked you. He let you know it, right? So the Master P, his brother, yep. would fly in on a helicopter and land inside the wire at Angola, and they took him to the ranch house. Now, we talked about the ranch house in past yeah, episodes. Yeah. Ranch house is where Burl Kane would hold his meetings with dignitaries, and they would cook him the, the prison meals and all that. Well, guess what? Master P got to have his visitation in the ranch house. Oh, that's with fire. It's pretty cool, right? She said that they developed this personal relationship that she called him C instead of Corey, uh, Corey Miller, right? And he, what, what, sometime uh, during his incarceration, he had a video that came out, and C actually asked my mother-in-law to, to go watch it and say, what do you, what do you think of the video? Wow, and, and she told him about what she thought of it. She said there also was a uh, another famous short rapper in there. So she couldn't remember his name that couldn't stand see uh, murder. Come on, yeah, and and so there was a beef between them. They they couldn't have visitation at the same time. Everything else, like they probably would have killed each other. Wow. Uh, so she was made aware of that. He said he told her directly. He said, "You know what? I I believe I have more purpose in this life." Um, and she said he would he would stop in the visitation room of the people who were there in there. It's a massive room, y'all, but all these tables and some vending machines, and they get screened, and family members come in, and people would come up to him while he's in his visit and say, hey, will you give me your autograph? And he'd do it. So yeah. He said he was a cool, nice guy. Um, so he took good care of his girlfriend. His girlfriend came every other weekend to visit, and, and the, the – she doted on him. Uh, um, so also the son of the girlfriend thought of, uh, of C as his daddy. And he had a big family and they would, they would come see him uh, almost all the time, every, every, every chance they could. And the family also went to every one of his court dates during this appeal process we're talking about it. But, but check this out. C murder, a hardcore, right? was a mama's boy. Mm. It absolutely doted on this mama. Big. She said his mama was a big woman, big bone. And uh, she always wore a T-shirt that said free sea murder. Yeah. When she came to visit. Wow. And uh, uh, Master P ended up buying their, their mama house um, uh, on Chapatulas. Ah. Yeah, I mean, so she got to hang out with him a lot and talk. She said, you know what? She said, if, 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 if you didn't know, he was in prison for murder. She said, "Hell, he could have." I mean, we were friends. He could have spent the night in my house. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, you got night. some scoop there, Woody Everton. <laughs> Look, that's so, inside yeah, info. That's bloody and you can't scoop. get nowhere. Bloody else. and bloody and gold scoop. So that that's a personal uh, account. Now, of course, she, she's now long since been retired. Um, probably five or six years. ago. Very interesting. So, a helicopter, huh? Helicopter. Man, Master Pete flying inside the wire with a helicopter and getting. the Private visitation at the at the uh, the ranch or whatever. That's pretty cool. All right, so y'all in, you know, he was popular, and in 2020, a series of tweets were placed by a very well known celebrity and influencer, Kim Kardashian. Mm. Right? Everybody knows about Kim. She joined the fight to free C murder after hearing all the inconsistencies in his case. In a series of Twitter posts, she stated she is teaming up with R&B singer Monica, C-Murder's ex-girlfriend, in the fight to get the 49-year-old rapper's murder conviction overturned. My heart goes out to the family of Steve Thomas. 
I can only imagine how hard this is, and my intention is to never open up this painful wound, but to help find the truth behind this tragedy. True justice for the young man requires that the person who actually killed him be held responsible and that Corey Miller be returned home to his kids. Y'all, that was Kim Kardashian's statement. That's right. And with no further ado, we'd like to welcome our guest, Kim Kardashian, to this show. No, Kim, really. how you doing? <laughs> how you not, doing, Mom? Not really. But didn't Kim, you, if you want to come Kim, on. Didn't Kim, didn't you just graduate from law school? <laughs> I think she did. <laughs> I think you're right. So, I think you're right. She's not really here, y'all. <laughs> yes, she is. If she'd like to come on, yes, she is. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, just bump up the rate and say, Kim, hey, Kim, Kim come on down. That's it. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of people out there advocating for C murder and think that he, you know, for lack of a better term, got screwed on his conviction. And as recently as March 3rd, y'all of this year. So just, yeah, just, just occurring last month, uh, C murder is making headlines and his manager released a statement related to a recent hunger strike he's undergoing to protest conditions at Elaine Hunt, where he was transferred in 2018 from Angola. So in 2018, he, you know, commonly, uh, well, I don't know how common it is, but prisoners will get transferred to different prisons after being in Angola so long. Some, so, you know, and, maybe, and it could be security reasons also, like mm-hmm. that little rapper my um, mother law was talking about. It could be that, um, could be he used his influence, and maybe Master P can't afford the helicopter anymore. And and, and <laughs> Elaine Hunt's is a hell of a lot closer to New Orleans than Angola is, yeah. being right outside of Bay, uh, Baton Rouge, y'all, in St. Gabriel. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, the, and these hunger strikes that they that they yeah. do this is this is common. This is a right. lot. You know, one of the the most powerful ways that convicts have to protest, especially conditions in prison is through starving themselves. Yeah. And it gets attention. Uh, not Burl Kane saying Not Burl Kane that. Yeah. But Burl Kane uh, is on tape. And one inmate or convict um, came up to the board and I need to talk to you. Well, Burl Kane knows his business, right? And he told him the inmate, the convict said, aren't you on hunger strike? He said, yes, sir, I am. And Burl said, well, boy, I'm not going to, not boy. He said, <laughs> he said, sir, I'm not going to talk to you. Well, you're on hunger strike. You go ahead and get you a good meal and I'll come back and talk to you. There you go. So, so he didn't put up. But we're going to uh, we're gonna read this statement from his manager regarding that. And it says, on behalf of the Miller family in an ongoing campaign to have justice served, Lisa Jackson, publicist, and Steve Johnson, manager for Corey Miller slash C-Murder, are requesting the release of information to the public about Corey and his current situation at Elaine Hunt Correctional Center. We are asking Kim Kardashian, as the prison reform legal team representing Mr. Miller, to help bring immediate public awareness to Corey's situation. Wrongful conviction from the state of Louisiana, the state of Louisiana's suppression of evidence, inhumane treatment conditions at the prison and it is imperative now more than ever that a quick strategy move is made as his health has significantly declined due to the prison system's inhumane conditions. Fortunately and unfortunately, we have a disturbing visual and written information about Mr. Miller's situation. He goes on to say recently, Mr. Miller recently passed out. He received no follow-up medical care in response, and because Mr. Miller asked for and did not receive an investigation in the circumstances of his passing out, he was placed in solitary confinement as retaliation. Corey continues to suffer from chronic dental issues that have led to significant weight loss and have been denied much-needed thyroid medication because the state of Louisiana says they cannot obtain the necessary medications. Mm-hmm. Because conditions at Elaine Hunt have not improved, Mr. Miller is engaging in a hunger strike that began on February 23rd to bring awareness to his and all his inmates' neglect and abuse at the hands of the penal system. The neglect of inmates in the penal system has been well documented by Mr. Miller and others. So, uh, basically, (laughs) his manager is putting out, uh, you know, he's basically saying, Corey Miller ain't doing so well right now. Yeah, well, you know what? Listen, I'm going to call bullshit on a little bit of this. <laughs> I knew you because, would. Because <laughs> you can only go like five days without eating, right? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, uh, or a little less time without water. I'm pretty sure 
see murder. This guy in a couple of ramen noodles passed through his door or whatever. I mean, yeah. he, the, the, the whole medication thing and all that, if, if that's true, they better believe they're going to get that shit straight. But I mean, right. one of the reasons that they may have moved them, though, to um, Elaine Hunt's is they that they do have a, a better, believe it or not, a better medical staff and not, I can't say better, but they have more access to the local hospitals and everything else. That, uh, and so maybe he's need, see, needing to see specialists. I don't know. But the problem with this show is Steve Thomas is, Steve Thomas is dead. And from what I understand, that yeah, it's got garnered a lot more national attention. What was the show? Um, and so I like that show. They they go in and investigate cases and and see if there's been an injustice in it. And he was on this show. And Jim, you sent it to me. He, uh, or he was well, actually he was on it by phone interview. But his family, his ex wife, and his daughter brought this. Cracker Jack investigated team in one that was a defense attorney. The other one was a, a career criminal investigator like me. And they investigated the case. And yeah. And it talk- was called reasonable doubt, reasonable doubt. That's it. And, uh, I think it's like, uh, uh, season two, episode three. So if you want to check it out, but the, um, they, they worked it. Yeah. And see, see murder basically said on the phone, Hey, you know what? Basically he knew who did it, but he ain't saying yeah, and, and they brought up the, – the interesting thing about this show was they brought up several key points of evidence. One was the fact that somebody had confessed to it. We already told you all the story there. The guy right. just is yeah, not that, believable. He it, keeps changing right. his story. Um, in addition to that, they brought up a chain. So right. there was a, a chain that Steve Thomas was wearing. That Steve Thomas was wearing that when he got killed, somebody yanked that chain off him. Right, during that fight with the beatdown. The DNA did not match C Murder's DNA. It, 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 it really didn't match anybody. Correct. Like it was uh he couldn't be excluded or whatever, but it doesn't matter, y'all. DNA is not like you think it is. It, it, it just every time you touch something for a second doesn't mean your DNA is going to be on it. And they proved it uh, by an expert that if somebody just grabbed it and yanked it off, the chances of their DNA being on there are very slim. Yeah, so they basically dispelled uh, most of the the uh, cases, I guess, for his release. Yeah. There, there just wasn't anything there. Um, and in that interview, as, as Woody said, where C-Murder was actually on the phone, you know, it, I guess you could say he alluded to the fact that he kind of knew who did it, right. but he has yeah, a code that he lives by. And, and one of the witnesses has said um, that it was one of C murders crew that actually pulled the trigger and they exited the club and, and when they asked him where the, where the weapon is and they said that they would have Mississippi River bridge coming back in New Orleans because yeah. Harvey's across the bridge. Yeah. And the problem with that was C murder was with them right, and right. he becomes a what accessory. Yeah. Same thing. He would have got, uh, their principal two Louisiana Vice Statute 1427 principal two basically accessory and he'd have got the same charge but they you know they said he's standing up and doing his time and and um it is what it is it is what it is I don't know how you get it but it, he's no longer in bloody Angola um but he did some time yeah and he'll be you know as of as of this recording he'll, he's still serving the rest of his life yeah, in prison for this uh and so look man if you didn't do it uh you know you're gonna have to say who did or, or you're gonna, gonna ride that you're gonna ride that sentence out till you die that's it that's just the bottom line we wanted to bring this episode to you we had a lot of people uh ask us to there was a lot of questions with regard to see murder and you know he, he, he's a very popular uh, part of society, even still, 21 years after this has taken place. Well, people don't even know that he was a, a veteran. Yeah, he was. And, That's and, right. A military veteran, the same war that I was a veteran of, the, the, yeah. the first uh, uh, Gulf War. And, you know, it's just, it, he's at, you know, you, you would think, you think him and Master P, or uh, they displayed themselves, uh, the gangster life, whatever. They got, Master P's got a college education. Look, let me tell yeah. you, uh, that is a persona, persona, and that guy is a business person, right. and very. You cannot reach that level of success in life without right. being very smart, 
right. very uh, and have a very high business acumen. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the bottom line. I think when you start believing your own height, and you certainly you're the most popular person at a nightclub, held about four or five hundred people. Y'all, the platinum, uh, um, platinum did or played him, whatever they call it. The the and supposedly Steve Thomas was on stage rapping. It was like a rap ball. Mm-hmm. And he got off the stage, and maybe uh, C. Miller's crew didn't like C. Murder's crew didn't like it, and they gave him the beat down. Well, so, there was even a rumor out there saying that in that contest he got rapped everybody else and a lot of people were saying he was better than c murder right, right. and that basically he was killed because of that and c murder responded to that in that tv interview and said man i have way too much to lose i'm not exactly. gonna kill a guy because because right. everybody thought he was better than me that night right. or whatever right. and and it, i believe that it, it, i don't it, think a lot that's of people why said that steve killed. thomas was actually c murder's biggest fan yeah, and, his own and, family. And, and, his mom and dad and, and, said he had posters like, of Master P. He's a, a huge C Murder fan. Yeah, and, and and he ended up dying. Prayers go for them. You know what? The the silent code. A lot of times they say the, the streets talk. That's what they used to say. The streets yeah. talk, but a lot of times they don't. And yeah. in this case, I mean. He wants to die in prison for that. Now I think it's too late. All these people recanting stories and all that. It just invalidates you as a witness and in on the appeals process. My prediction is like a Rocky three. And they asked Mr. T, what's your prediction? Prediction's pain. And, and my prediction is C Murder's gonna die in the custody of the Department of Corrections. Yeah, what a what a just a, a tragic waste to uh what you know he could have kept on going and just rocking it in the rap world and you know I, we say it all the time i i say this a lot and that is you're one decision away from one ruining the rest of your life second man i, I pray for my kids all it takes day, right and and that's it so yeah and he's a pri- he's a prime example of that yeah sadly yep. so uh lifestyle called him the um y'all look i want to thank our patreon members you are absolutely the best. Yeah. Oh, they um, are. They carry, Couldn't do this without them. Carry us every single month. Um, our bloody Angola is rocketing up the charts. This past week, it jumped twenty something, twenty two spots, twenty two spots, and I predict. Next week, after Real Life Real Crimes Dateline. 22 more spots. Would you put one. it at negative? <laughs> yeah, two. yeah. yeah we're, we're going to be in the negative, we, Yeah. Yeah, so I predict we're going to number one, uh, y'all. So, and But Patreon members, we couldn't do it without you. If you want to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com and type in Bloody Angola. Yeah. It has all the different tiers. Uh, uh, we do transcripts on there, Woody, yes, for uh, for the, our really upper cool tiers. Stuff. But even if you just the the fir- very first tier, you're going to get commercial-free commercial early free. episodes yeah. every week. Uh, we release extra and bonus episodes yes. as you go up those tiers. And, and episodes. Yeah, we got we got several locked up that right. nobody's ever heard on the right. regular Bloody and Angola and series. Never will. Yeah. And they're, they're for our Patreon members. Yep. You know what? It takes money. This is a business. And it takes, we love doing it. Yeah. And we're always going to do it. And, and, yeah. and y'all have been so great to us. And if you would, make sure you subscribe and like us and get – if you get a chance, go leave us a review. Very important. And those have kind of slowed down as of late. Yeah, so, yeah. so go, go please. Leave, leave us a review. And we love and appreciate each and every one of you. And look, we got a Facebook page. We don't yes. forget to mention right. that. Go That's to right. the Facebook. Give it a follow. It's been building. It, right. uh, you know, I love seeing those analytics on Facebook grow and grow and grow. That's right. just what it's been doing. But nobody will know if you don't tell a friend. So. Right. And so also every week now we're going to list every single episode of bloody angola in the real life real crime community app also the advertisement whatever the episode's going to be you, if you're scrolling through that app you you'll be able to see it there also yeah so go to real life real crime download the app and uh and you'll have access to those episodes and last thing we want to mention uh this is Thursday, so tomorrow Thursday, tomorrow 8 o'clock central 9 da, da, pacific da, 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 da. Real life, real crime, two hour special. Who murdered Cody, Co- Courtney Coco? Yeah. Dateline. Dateline. NBC. NBC. 16 million viewers. 135 million in 30 days. Wow. Between their podcasts and everything else. And y'all, um, horrible story. We were very 
blessed to have lifers and, and fans and and most of them are fans of Bloody and Goal also. Y'all help solve that case. So go tune into it, uh, share it, and and it's a it's a beautifully tragic story. So it really is, and and it'll give you the the amazing story of this man across from me and what he did and went through to really see that justice was done for Courtney, which uh, and and guess what? I'm gonna do a little spoiler alert. I, I if I could say it. And spoiler alert, one day we can do an episode of Bloody Angola at the conclusion of the Dateline story because somebody's in Bloody Angola. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So tune in, please. Uh, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Central on NBC on Friday. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. Your host of Bloody Angola, a podcast 142 years in the making. The complete story of America's bloodiest prison. Peace. Peace. <laughs> I walk a straight line. Shackled chain Oh, gruesome Gertie Is calling my name There is no mercy In this penitentiary Just ask the hill string gang Wrangle the three Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.